excited today. Happy Sunday to all of you out there. We are about to have a fun ride today. Our topic today is straight out of Compton. And on the grill, we got fringe benefits. And you know, I love setting up every episode with a quote that lays the groundwork for an interesting and provocative conversation. So here's the quote. To all upcoming artists, make sure you got paperwork and a damn lawyer. And that comes from our special guest today. And if that ain't clear, I don't know what else is. I think that that sets us up nicely to talk, express, relate, and connect with our special guest, West Coast DJ Yella is in the backyard. What's up? Wow. What's up? What's up? <laughs> you got it going on. I'm so excited to have you because oh, mm -hmm. you are a part of the West Coast legacy. And when I heard, when I DM'd you and you was like, yeah, I'll get down. <laughs> I was just like blown back because a lot of, you know, Los Angeles, everybody spiff got oh, yeah. going on or whatever. So it's really hard to find very real ones. Yeah. And you a real one. And I'm, I'm so excited. You know, it's so great because we've been doing this a long time. I mean, almost 40 years, 35, you know, I don't want to say how long, but yeah, it's been 35 years since I've been messing with this entertainment and all that. And I, and I learned without the fans, without people like you, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be on none of this stuff. Never. It would yeah. not. It, it, that's and how I'm it is. Fan. I'm a fan and been following every, all your work. And mm -hmm. when I had heard that you was coming out with your untold story, which mm -hmm. I have in front of me, which <laughs> you guys out there got to get this book. I'm telling you, because it really puts a lot of the pieces together. Yeah. Because with the movie Straight Outta Compton, it was good, but... Yeah. To, to dig into the individual lives of each one of you guys, yeah, they couldn't do that in one movie. Yeah, oh yeah, too much, way yeah. too much. So to to be able to read the book and read your journey through it, I'm telling you, it was so intriguing and so much fun. Oh, so you like the book? I love the book. Oh, really? I love the book. Yes, <laughs> and I need the hard copy because they didn't have the hard copy. At you gotta, time. you gotta just email me your address okay. and I will send you one. Okay, and you'll yeah. autograph it for me. I'm gonna autograph. All right. I <laughs> you love want me to come it. with the book too? <laughs> Look, now you know if we wasn't dealing with this COVID stuff, DJ Yella, I would definitely want you to come to the yard. Yeah, but we're put on time out because we oh, just yeah. didn't listen. And <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Oh no, we are. We, the whole world, not just us here, right. all around the world. <laughs> right, right. And so, nobody has power to do that but one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, who controls mm -hmm. our steps and it's nobody yep. that looks like you and I. And it seems like once we realize that, that's when our lives truly come together in a way yeah. that's magical. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I really, really know that you know that as well. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know now. That's, all that's what know. I'm saying. It's so amazing <laughs> to be part of such a legacy. So let's get into this because 
like I said, when when I got the opportunity to get the book, mm-hmm. I just immediately was intrigued by the way it was set up. So uh-huh. first question that I have for you is what compelled you to tell your own story? Um, well, I know who it is. It was nothing but God because I ne- have never opened a novel, any kind of book in my life. I never okay. read one, never peeked in one. I just did my school one to 12. I did mine and I was good. You right. don't read books in high school or none of that. But it just came to me. He wanted me, it's my testimony. That's what it is. From four or five years old till 2020. And it just, and it's amazing because I know it was him, but I remember details. Yeah. I mean, detail just in a row. I just started and just flowed. It took a year and a half, the whole pandemic. Wow. Wow. So you had a chance to really think about your journey and be yeah. able to tell it in a way for people like me to regurgitate it. Yeah. And the thing that I wanted to ask you too is like, how did you being a part of your brother's top 40 band mm-hmm. influence you to know what part of this business that you had a certain talent in? You know, what? what's so crazy when I just played the drums for the first time, I just got on the drums and played. I could I could play. No teacher, no nothing. So I guess it's in my family blood because a couple of my older brothers can play drums and stuff. Mm-hmm. But And I just played the drums, but I didn't like it at that time <laughs> because it wasn't no fun. It was just going over the same songs over and over all the time. I got tired of it. Right. And I was in maybe junior high late junior high or early high school, one of them. And that really didn't, I wasn't thinking about music. I still didn't think about music. Even when I was in the band, drum major, I still didn't think about it. Even when I DJ just a couple of little times, I didn't call it DJing, but it, it was technically, but mm-hmm. I never dreamed about music, none of that stuff. I just, it never came to my mind. Wow. Because in, in, in all honesty, learning how to play the drums is the nucleus of everything. It gives you your rhythm. It gives you the ability to go any kind of way. It's the heart of the music. Yeah. (laughs) So the fact that you started there, I just was intrigued by that. I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, they were already, you guys were already doing music in the garage. Now, how important was the garage (laughs) to the development of your entire, all of your brothers, because the garage, it had so many definitions uh, and purposes that it served, not only for you and your family, but also for the hood. So let's talk about- I mean, yeah, it was like an orphanage or something, you know? My mother would just let people sleep in there, you know, all the time. I mean, they would be some, one person, I remember being there one year, two years, and next one, five, six years, you know, just, it was just something about that garage. I, re- I remember it just, I learned a lot in that garage. I learned French benefits in that garage. Right, right. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, not only that, it, it just serves so much. It was like a clubhouse to you guys. It was just like a shelter for the other people in the hood that didn't have a permanent place. And it also was where you guys cultivated so much of your talent. You know, some I've, I touched something and I don't know what's going on. I can't see you. I can hear you, 
but I don't know yes, how to get baby. back to you. Uh, there guess, should be um, the video down the bottom. You don't have the video there. Oh, the um, oh, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. So can you see me now? Yeah, I'm new. I'm new to this. <laughs> yeah, me too. And it really sucks because it's like it, it's like a delay between what me and you would be able to convey if we were yeah. together. Now, give me that question again. I said in reference to the garage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just had so many important me meanings, and it contributes so much. It was a clubhouse for you guys. Yeah. It was a shelter for some of the people. Most fortunate in people, yeah. 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 That your mother had helped get on their feet. Yeah. And it also was a place where everybody discovered their talent, it seemed. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I mean, just, it's just crazy. It's just, yeah. I remember when I was little and my brother and them used to play in there and I would just, I can hear it because my room was like right near it. And I could just hey. hear it and I'm just listening. And I'd be playing on my little toy, little broken toy. <laughs> but I would get the beat. And then that day when I walked in there and got on the drums, I just played the drums. Yeah. Nobody taught me, nobody told me nothing. That's I so just like, wow. Crazy. Okay. It was just in me to play the drums. And yeah. It just so much started there. It just it's just amazing. It's, it's amazing that I could still remember all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the things that really allow us to discover who we are. And yeah. like you and I were saying up at the top, there's no mistakes in this. Yeah. You're chosen to do certain things in your life based on your gifts. Oh, yeah. It seems like we travel through our whole life trying to find out what that gift is. And it's sitting right in front of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, just some people, you know, our gift is this. But they want to do this. I'm gonna do this. God bless this. No, yeah. this is what you got. You know, you gotta listen. You have to yeah. really listen. It, it, I'd have learned so much over life. I didn't know I had that much life when I wrote right. the book. It is ninety three thousand eight hundred words, and I'm like, Ooh, I never spoke that many words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you used all of them eloquently. Really? Yes. In a way that people like me, because like you, yeah. I mean, I'm not really one of those that wants to cozy with a book and have yeah. a sip of tea. Yeah. I want something that's going to engage me and bring me along the journey. And oh, okay. I felt like you put me in the front seat of a crack <laughs> shotgun and it was me and you on these streets in LA. And I loved it. Wow. Um, I wanted to ask you a more serious question. Your brother, mm -hmm. Michael, who you lost. Who oh, my brother, Keith. Keith, Keith, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Who accidentally had gotten... Yeah, by his, his best friend. friend. Yeah. Best friend. Yeah. I remember... Jeez. I remember the day, the evening, when I used the bathroom, he was in there, and I walked out, he said, hey, wash your hands. <laughs> I looked at him like he was crazy. But to this day, I wash my hands. Wow. I mean... That one thing I learned, mm -hmm. and then later that night, the first time I ever slept on the end of my mother's bed. Wow. And then about two o'clock, I heard one shot. Mm -hmm. I woke up and I heard it. But, you know, I didn't know what it was until the next morning. Right. I mean, his friend had an old revolver. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting in front of the mirror, just, you know, just like a like a movie shooting at. Right. On the, that one particular shot. Might have been the sixth shot. 
Mm-hmm. My brother happened to go across. I guess it was twin beds. And he was in, in between looking at the mirror. So my brother happened to go across. Got him right in the neck. Jeez. And, and he was still alive when the police came and said there was an accident. Mm-hmm. But the guy been white hair ever since. I mean, pure Moses looking white hair. Yeah. Because that was the day with best friends. Yeah. I mean, ooh, I don't wish that on nobody. No, because like I said, even though it was an accident, those yeah. are the things that will haunt us oh, if yeah. we don't have the courage to face it dead on. You know, we got to learn how to forgive ourselves too in our journey. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we don't even forgive people, so we got to learn that too. <laughs> right. So, but first, that forgiveness has yeah. to incur, take place in us yeah. in order for us to understand how not forgiving others is a labor yeah. on our spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I hate to hear that he's labored with it, but I yeah. wanted to specifically ask you because of the fact that that interaction with your brother again mm-hmm. always reminded you about how important it was yeah. to wash your hands, which I thought was kind of which is just a simple thing, but. Till this day, now we must wash our hair. <laughs> yeah, and you have an affinity with bathrooms, so yeah. I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> I know you read the book. <laughs> I love it. Wow! <laughs> I don't want to give that away, but I just want to say to the audience, like everything that we do, it affects us in the most yeah. incredible oh, yeah. ways. Most just like a parent promising something to their kids. Don't promise nothing to your kid. Just, I'm going to try or whatever. Don't say I'm going to do it. Because I hated my daddy for 25 years. 25 years. Wow. Over a gold chain. Wow. He promised it. I didn't get it. Yeah. But kids hold that stuff. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like some people are still waiting for their dad to visit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, sitting by the window waiting. Yeah. I mean, kids, wow. they, people don't understand this. Kids learn everything. Yes. Racism is not, you're not born. You taught that. You taught this. You taught this. They remember everything. Yeah. Cussing, bad words, or being nice, or being, hi, Miss Jones, hi, Mr. Jones, you know, whatever. Kids learn this stuff. So you got to really watch it with your kids because yeah. however you act, they gonna act. <laughs> yes, and that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Learn that from our examples. Oh yeah. And oh, so yeah. that's significant too. We gotta get back into that culture that your mother and my mother yeah. build in us, like respecting the neighbors. Oh, well, you know, these kids nowadays, hey, Dorothy, hey, Mary, yeah. ain't no more miss this, miss mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, yeah. it, it's kind of, Woo, these kids are something else. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we got to not let them take us over. We got to make sure yeah. that we sit them back down and get back to respect. And, oh, yeah. But and once you get past that point, yeah, you ain't going to get it back. No. You're not going to get it back. It's just, oh. woo, that's why you got to do it early. Yeah. Very early. Touching that. Start. Pop them. They <laughs> know. Yeah. Next time they try to grab something that ain't supposed to be touching. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, you got to. Yeah, you if do. not, they'd be like, I'll dial 911 on you. <laughs> and call the popo on yeah. that. Yeah. 
and then we go to jail. But yeah. another thing, I want to talk to you about Eve After Dark. Who did you meet at Eve After Dark, and how did that change the direction of your career? Um, because I remember just before the Eve, I wanted to be a fireman. Okay. I don't know why a fireman. So I went to the fire station, and I found out you can't fill out an application there. So that was over. That career was over right okay. there. I'm like, okay, right. that's done. And then a buddy of mine named Kuhan Luke, I, I helped him with a party, maybe one or two dances. Then he took me to the Eve After Dark, mm -hmm. and I met Lonzo, the owner, and then a guy named Unknown DJ, okay. which later on produced uh, Ice-T's first song, Six in the Morning. Right. So it's the same person. And we just kind of clicked. Mm -hmm. And this was years before Drake came. At least three years. At least. Okay. So I was in the trenches already. And it just, the DJing, I'm like, okay, this was cool, you know. But the crazy thing is, when I started DJing, mm -hmm. the main DJ there was named Dr. Rock. Okay. I'm just going to say that name for coincidence name, Dr. Rock. Right. You know, I ain't gonna say the other than <laughs> my buddy's name, but he was there one night when I got there, he left town. Okay. So I was pushed in the prime spot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I kind of like this. I felt more like a a star DJ. Cause we had a club, the wrecking crew, even at the dark, and we had it every Friday and Saturday. Right. Sometimes Sunday, if it's a holiday on Monday. So we did our thing all year round. We wouldn't like rec other DJs where they get a party once every blue moon and nothing. No, we was every week. So felt like a star. But a lot of things kind of was created during them early days. Yeah. Because think about it. There was no TikTok, no University of YouTube and Google and all this. We had to do everything from scratch. Yes. Everything. Yes. And that is so funny because the part that I really like, because back in that time, mm -hmm. that's when you had to make your own mixtapes. Yeah. You had to do really get your work out, out of there. Do you want to share with us how you really got your stripes at Eve after dark? Oh, yeah. Taking down somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the wrecking crew back then, it wasn't music. It was a DJ crew right. like they do, I guess, in New York and stuff. So it was a DJ crew and they told me, hey, why don't you go snatch down all the other promoters' posters? Right. Okay. They said, but put the snatch on it. I said, what is that? Uh -huh. You just tear the bottom with the date and where it is. And this is to leave their name. Right. So that make a person real mad. So, okay, okay. He said, bring down Uncle Jab Army. That was the natural rival for the record crew. Okay. He said, bring down them. So I went out with my buddy Big Chuck, which is six four. Uh-huh. Six six seven. No, six seven. Wow. You know, tall, you know. <laughs> so I went out and put a snatch on every poster there was in the whole city of LA. Wow. I'm just like, everybody. And then I remember running into this these guys. Uh-huh. Like, now I know they was from Uncle Jan Army. This was the leader of them. Okay. And I'm standing there with their posters in my hand, looking at them, me and my buddy Chuck, and they looking at us, they said, what you doing? And we snatching out these posters. Right. So we talk a little bit. He don't know I have a 
five pound staple gun, which is about a foot and a half long. It weighs about almost 10 pounds, a staple gun, because it's like a hammer. Mm -hmm. And I'm just standing there, Chuck got one, okay. You, you talk a little bit more, you're gonna get stapled right here. <laughs> so we end up, I earned my colors or you know, whatever it would be, but I was just down and I just did it. <laughs> Didn't think about it, just, I just did it. And from there, I just was just moving, just gaining, growing, all this stuff. Right, right. And that that wouldn't that be cool now if we could solve our beat our beefs and competition with just taking down their posters. Oh I mean, yeah, it's just, that was the good old days. Now, oh yeah, you're going down yeah. under, nine <laughs> yeah. feet under, like you're yeah. losing your life over stuff that just don't make any sense. Yeah, you know, you over gotta a couple have, of words. Or yeah, something. like so. I just wanted you to share that to let the audience know, like we got to get back to the friendly competition like i don't yeah. want to kill you i just want to be just a tad bit yeah. better than you that's yeah all. oh yeah that's oh, yeah. it yeah <laughs> you know that is crazy but you know what dj yella i think that sets us up nicely to go to the grill let's burn some stuff up let's burn some stuff up i wanted to talk to you about fringe benefits because in the business that we do we can never get our money but these free yeah. benefits boy woo. always around okay so let's talk about <laughs> you can kick it off let's talk about it because I think, in my opinion, these French benefits is what blinds us in this industry, really. Yeah. Because they're so busy oh, yeah. digging in our pockets, but providing yeah. us with all the bells and whistles, the girls, the drugs, yeah. you know, the yeah. Gucci purse. It's like, you can get all those things, but where my money at, yo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, we learn <laughs> the hard way many of times paperwork, publishing, yeah. producers, artists, you know, we didn't know all this stuff. I mean, it's a shame. I mean, but me and the record crew day, mm -hmm. wasn't really no money. And I was just like, I can meet her. I can meet her and, you know, just, so I said, these are French benefits. Yes, this comes with are. the package. <laughs> this comes with the package and I have been through a little angle throw myself too much under the bus, but I've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I really like the way you talk about your friend uh -huh. benefits in the book, because you don't name no names. What you do is yeah. you just say, hey, what can I call her? You yeah. know, like I can call her <laughs> Crazy P. And then you allow me <laughs> as the reader to define yeah. what that P means to me. Like for instance, yeah. if I'm having a pineapple, I would say that's crazy pineapple. Yeah. So you <laughs> allow us to kind of create our own vision of what those French benefits were for yeah. you. You didn't go into detail. You didn't disrespect anybody. And yeah. I just yeah. want to say thank you for that. Cause as a woman, you know, our stuff is always splashed. I mean, see, that was my thing. I love women. So mm -hmm. I didn't have, I wasn't, against them or want to dictate them or no i love women that was my drug back then yeah yeah that was also my money back then too but that's when I'm <laughs> i didn't have the cash 
I might get myself in trouble here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to go too far with that. I just want to stay with the fact that we are so blinded by these French benefits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, for instance, and, and we don't realize as artists along the way that everything has a price attached. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So meet the person in a record company and they yeah. and and let's just talk about DJ Yella, how they use those French benefits to keep our mind off of our money and get oh, yeah. a lawyer. Oh yeah. What ways do they do that? Explain a little bit of how you've been French benefit out well, instead of getting your money. I think I'm more French benefit myself. <laughs> I wasn't offered anything. I heard of things like that, right. you know, bring the girls to the studio and all that. We never had women in the studio. Rarely, right. only if we used them for a talking part on the song or something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the movie was where the women drink it. We didn't do all that. We was in there to work. Yeah. For me, French Benefit was just, okay, I ain't really making no money here. So I'll venture this way, that way. But I have heard, mm -hmm companies sending you know women to keep they i guess they artists mind off of whatever they supposed to be thinking like that check the paperwork yeah Where, where's your lawyer where's this you know it's it's so much to the music business that i had to i and all of us have learned the hard way yeah you had to learn from mistakes mm -hmm. you had to make some mistakes to learn if, yeah sometimes we didn't learn <laughs> you know, we made a mistake. Made a mistake. What? Made a mistake. You know, yeah. I have done it many of times. But yes. I mean, French benefits could be buying an artist, a, a Bentley, a Rolls Royce. Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, don't know that that money is coming out of your money. You know, all this. Oh, okay, I want to stay in this city for a week. Let me give me a condo. All that comes out of their money. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> Yep, yep. They always lunching on somebody's money. Oh, yeah. Believe that when you out eating and drinking and cha cha cha, that's coming out of somebody's budget. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I don't understand as artists, like you know, we like you, we love you, and everything, yeah. but we need to eat too. And I'm not yeah. saying it's it's not fair. I'm just saying that yeah. this business is one of if you do have a weak point, we yeah. fit the dog walk you in it. Like, <laughs> like women, here they go. Yeah. If you like drugs, here it go. Yeah. If you, if you a label chaser, here it go. Yeah. All of that. And I just think that a lot of artists getting in this game don't realize that. They really yeah. think that the record company or the owner or the manager or whatever really be loving them. And that's yeah. not that's not it. You getting love confused with business. This is yeah. business. It's all about the money. Yeah. It's about nothing else. That's it's it. It's about the money. It's about well, it used to be record sales, now it's downloads and plays and Great. it's all about the money. That's how yeah. That's a shame, but that's how it is. Back then, a handshake was the thing. That's what we did. Yeah. But that was more because we friends or like brothers, you know, like brothers. But yeah. nowadays, you got to, oh, okay, I got to have paperwork before I even can let you hear this and let you see this or let you read. I'm just like, NDA. I'm like, oh my God, it's just yeah. so technical now. Nowadays, it's yes. really hard. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know about their publishing. 
you know, yeah. the writers of the music. Music is 100% words, 100% music. Mm-hmm. So that's 200% right there. Right. That's going somewhere. And whoever owns the publishing owns the song. That's basically. it. Basically. That's it. If a movie want to come, you know, these movie companies getting these songs, paying you 100000 50000 whatever, whoever owns that publishing gets it. But are they using the original masters? That's different. That's another different thing. Or is somebody just replaying it? Mm-hmm. The writer, the person that owns the writers will get that. But the one, if they play like our movie, we use like original songs. So, okay. We all get paid again. All the producers, all the artists, everything. So you got to know your stuff. You gotta have a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, like we said at the top, that's why I had to give him that quote. Because if you ain't showing nothing else within this book, you are basically teaching all of us paperwork and being lawyered up is a necessity. Oh yeah, you can come up. Oh yeah, I mean that's (laughs) just what it is. And you know what, DJ Yellow, I think we burnt up French benefits, so we need to take it off the grill. Let's take it off the grill because you know I'm having too much fun with that. Because man, will we ever get our money? So, I, how did you meet Dr. Dre? I met him at I was DJing in the Eve After Dark. I think I've been there somewhere between two to three years, and then okay. a guy from the neighborhood, a big baller. From this little skinny kid. I'm DJing. It's, I remember it was a Friday night and I'm DJing. He knocked on the DJ booth door and he said, Yeah, I'm on the battery. I'm like, You know who I am? Who I be? You know, <laughs> this little skinny kid want to battle me. Right. The thing was, we never battled, but we clicked right there, just like brothers. Like he was like a little younger brother for me. Yeah. I mean, we just really, really clicked and it just, to this day, you know, yeah. it's been good. You Off know. From there. Oh, yeah. Nothing about that amplifier at that lock high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you came oh. with the amp. You came with the amp. I think that's what sealed, that sealed the our deal friendship. For your relationship. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just happened to be in the club. I don't know why. I'd never been in the club in the daytime. Right. And he came up there, said, you know, said he, he's doing a dance at lock high. Uh-huh. His music went out. So I, I got him the amp. I said, here you go. You can take you. Where's your car? Yeah. I'm like, how did you get it? <laughs> you walked from lock, which was about two miles at least. Right, right. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I took him up there, hooked it up. His music got back on. And we was, we had been best friends at the time. Good. I mean, we was like bread and water. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, woo, just. Like Jack Bacardi and Coke goes together. That's how he was ever yeah. since that day. Yeah. Ever since that day. Yeah. Because he found out she wasn't a hater. You yeah. see what I mean? Because that's what haters do. They yeah. don't help people that yeah. may be interested in the same thing yeah. that they do. And that's what the problem is in the business now. Too many yeah. haters, instead of realizing what's for you, nobody can take that from yeah. you, yo. Oh, if yeah. it's meant for you, then you'll have it. And that's yeah. the way we need to think. And our culture got that all wrong, man. Oh, yeah. We, we got it all wrong then, and we got it all wrong now. I put it like this. The person that's doing good, they got the cookies, chocolate chip cookie. They got the batter. They got the recipe. Yes. But they don't pass it around. 
They don't even want you to hold it. Don't look at my cookies. Yeah. I may give you a crumb here and there. Right. That's what's wrong with us. Yes. You don't look at other cultures. Yeah. They get together, they buy houses, do all this stuff. Us? What he got? What he driving? But yeah. we've been taught that. I don't know where it came from, but that's the what really Lynch ruined left. us. We are ruined behind that. Yeah. 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 We, we, we still on that Willie Lynch slave type mentality that hasn't changed. And and, and even down to the gold chains. Yeah. You knew what a gold chain really was. Would you rock it? Especially that thick as if they can just put a lock on and chain you to the person next to you. (laughs) You know, come on, y'all. Y'all need to start reading your history and knowing what's up for real. Cause that's just ridiculous. So, How did NWA get together? It was together. It was because we was in the record crew, me and Dre, and we was getting toward the end of that era. Okay. But we was making no money. Yeah. Again, we didn't know nothing about the publishing artists, all this producer. We didn't know nothing about that. Yeah. At all. So we weren't making any money. Only from live shows. Uh Uh-huh. And then... I remember I had to get a job. Me being a valet. Yeah. A valet with a pink <laughs> shirt on and a pink bow tie. How do you do it, ma'am? May I help you? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm downloading that. <laughs> that was just, oh my God. Yeah. I did that for three months. And during that time, Dre had E, he already knew E, and okay. he had E do Boys in the Hood. Because it was originally meant for an East Coast group, but they didn't. They couldn't understand our language or our style. So somehow he convinced E to do it. Mm -hmm. And he did the song. And I remember Dre telling me, hey, this is what we finna do now. The ruthless stuff. Mm -hmm. Are you coming? Right. Yeah. (laughs) I just quit. (laughs) (laughs) Three months. I remember doing that for three months and that's it. Yeah. I said, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, and that's how it started. The Cube was all the way, always, already around the wrecking crew because he was in another little group called CIA, okay, which was with Jinx, which is Dre's nephew, Dre's nephew, oh. yes, yeah, Dre's nephew. So that's how Cube, and then E knew Ren, mm-hmm. and Dre knew both of them from the neighborhood they was from. So that's how it all started right there. Wow. Wow, and it didn't know what's so crazy. It just, it never was paperwork and none of, none of that stuff. Yeah. We didn't do any paperwork until, so say this is like late 86. Mm-hmm. We didn't do any paperwork until the middle of our tour in 89. Wow. So that means we did the JJ Fads gold album, gold single first. Mm-hmm. Easy Does It, the Easy's album. Mm-hmm. Double platinum, straight out of Compton. Double platinum, and we just we were just doing the work. We were doing. We weren't thinking about it because we all friends. You know, we all buddies like a family. Yeah. We just doing our work, but we had no paperwork at all. So that's why Cube left after the tour. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't sign it, and this is what happened when I signed him, which most of us signed. Mm-hmm. We on the middle of the tour. We go just like in the movie, going to hell, you know, I ain't gonna say his name, Mr. Manager's room, you know, it's kind of dark. You got a check for $75,000. Mm-hmm. 
$75,000 back in 89 to us or to me? Money. I picked up the contract. It was about that thick. I turned it over, signed it. Right. No reading, no <laughs> nothing. No lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. we were just young, you know, yeah. didn't know nothing. We had to learn as we went. Yes. And, and some people think, oh, it was E beating us. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't E beat. E was getting beat. He didn't even know he was getting beat. It was the Mr. Manager. Yeah. Now, the problem was, okay, Mr. Manager, you get 20% of the group. That's cool. Great. But you also get 20% of the label. Yeah. So now you're making more than we're making. We're making. So that's the problem right there. Yeah. So now it looked like he's dirty, but I'm quite sure Mr. Manager, oh, sign this, sign this. He don't know what he's signing. Yeah. All he know is millions of dollars is coming in. Mm-hmm. And we was like the new Motown. Yeah. Everything we touch, platinum, gold. I mean, we getting distribution deals like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Like new socks. Wow. JJ Fad had a deal. I did a group called Yomo Market. They had a deal. There's another group had a deal. You know, so many deals. And yeah. I mean, it was just wow. <laughs> so, so remarkable because you guys are West Coast, man. When, yeah. we, when we think about the West Coast and, and how that era with all of you guys working together, it, it, it just changed the direction of hip hop. Yeah. So, in your opinion, how did that feel to when you were writing your book to just realize all the work, the journey, everything that you put in it to even be able to live to yeah. talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? I'm surprised I survived. <laughs> but I already know what it is. Yeah. God had me going to a certain place. Yeah. Wanted me to pass my testimony. Yeah. Yeah. My, my book was wrote not for money. Mm-hmm. It was wrote to show how good God was. Yes. When I wasn't even thinking about him, mm-hmm. didn't know nothing about him, and wasn't looking for him. Yes. And he still came and got me. Yeah. And I was homeless. Nobody knows I was homeless until you read the book. Homeless. And he still and I still wasn't looking for him. Yeah. I didn't know you could talk to God what do you mean you can talk you know I didn't know nothing mm-hmm. nobody ever witnessed to me you need to go to church you're going to hell nobody right. God didn't allow that to happen right until 2012 mm-hmm. when I got saved yeah. and it was amazing how I got saved <laughs> <laughs> everything about your journey yeah. has been it, it's come from places and areas that yeah. you never dreamed it would. Oh yeah. That's why this book is so freaking <laughs> good because it just reminds us of how not in control 
we yeah. are of oh, our yeah. destiny and the opportunities that present themselves in ways that we don't see them if we're yeah. not looking for them if we can't hear if we don't slow down to take self inventory of who yeah. we are and that's why i think that this book is so refreshing you're mm -hmm. the first one out of the group that the makeup the actually write one their yeah. own book i actually wrote all of it all I had was this this girl from Atlanta. She's an English major, and she listened to me and just typed it. Wow. Word phrased it, make sure, you know, correction. That's all I did. I just, in the story. And then after a while, I stopped talking to her on the phone. I started texting it. Mm -hmm. Long text. Wow. Boom. Okay. And I sent it. She said, it's better that I was texting it because, you know, she didn't have to stop me to try to correct. You want to say that? Because some stuff she left out. We left out. I just like, and I want to put. She said, "You shouldn't put that in there. The Me Too going to get you." Yeah. <laughs> so I had to leave all that out. <laughs> and she was smart for saying that. Like yeah. I said to you when I referred earlier, the way that you talk about your yeah. benefits and stuff oh, yeah. like that—that that allows you, first of all, not to hurt anybody's. Yeah. Family. Oh yeah or anything like that. And and secondly, it, it, it was between you and that French benefit at yeah. the time. We don't, it, what difference does it make? Yeah. This <laughs> it's not like we're gonna look up, let me look up uh, yeah. Crazy P right now in this chapter. <laughs> because it, it doesn't, it's not part of the journey in terms yeah. of what made you, it's part of the journey to share with us how imperfect humanity is. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, nobody's perfect. Right. Nobody. Right. <laughs> Jeez, man. And and I want to ask you also, because you matter, because you a West Coast legend, who you got for your top five in hip hop? Nowadays or just any any, any era? Day, any era. Um I would have to put I don't I don't want to put an order, but I could say five. I okay, mean, just say five. The group had five people. That's what I was saying. You can go easy, you know. I mean, I, I mean, I like Snoop. I yeah. like Bone Thugs. Yes. I mean, I mean, I like some East Coast too. I yeah. like Runs DMC at the time. I like uh, Grandmaster Flash at the time. You know, so it's a bunch. I mean, I don't think five is enough. It's got to be like ten or fifteen or right. You know, long list. You know what the thing I liked about the old days because. When you hear a song just a little bit, you know where it came from. Yeah. What camp, what coast, whatever. It was just everybody had their own sound. Yeah. Own sound, own style. It was just that was the golden era of hip hop. Yes, it is. Late 80s, early 90s. I mean, That's right it. up in there. When I DJ around the world, I, I mean, I DJ everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's all they want to hear is that era. They don't want to hear none of this new stuff. I ain't got nothing against the new stuff. They making right. more money now, but they want to hear the old stuff. Yeah, because what they're making now, no disrespect, yeah. is it, it it don't last. Yeah. Like in in the golden era of hip hop, we can remember what we were doing when oh, we were yeah. listening <laughs> to cruising down the street. In my <laughs> we know what we was doing. Yeah. Then. Oh yeah. We knew what we was doing with Run DMC, walking oh, yeah. away. All of those things, they are just like the Marvin Gaye and yeah. things that our parents listen to. Yeah. 
Oh, because yeah. as a child, I could remember listening to Marvin Gaye and we yeah. were in the backyard having a picnic yeah. or, or whatever. This new music, I couldn't tell you. I don't know who who's who right or now. what's what. Or, yeah. I mean, there's a few that stand out, but I don't know who's the heavyweight these days. I mean, Snoop is, real Snoop is not really making songs. He's more doing everything else. So. Right. But where is the, I don't know, where's the heavyweights? Because it's hard to be a heavyweight. Yeah, it is. I mean, heavyweight survive. They last, you it's know. There. <laughs> oh, yeah. And think about this. There's no more groups now. No. Dude. It's all solo. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with the music. I don't listen to it, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's still hip-hop. Hip-hop is here forever. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't planned to last but a couple of years, and it just, now it's in all kind of music, country, yeah. rock, heavy metal. It's everywhere. Yeah. They took our sound and they ain't going to give it back. And they running with it. <laughs> yes, some boss. Like everything else in our culture, man. And that's what I'm saying. We got to get, find a way to take control of our culture. You know how you do that? Man. You got to love each other first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it from DJ Yellow. Yeah, we, we don't. I mean, let's get back to love. Yeah. Yeah. And all of its its glory. And lastly, how can we follow your movement, DJ Yellow? Because I mean, oh, I would love to talk to you for another couple more hours. <laughs> but I want our audience to know how they can keep up with you, what you're mm -hmm. doing now, how they can get your book. If you have a website, let us know. Yeah. Your Instagram, let, let oh, me Oh yeah, know. first the Instagram and Facebook, which mm -hmm. I personally go on it. I don't have okay. nobody doing it. It's DJ Yella up in WA, that's for both of them. Mm -hmm. And then the book, which now has a hard copy that I gotta send you. Yes, <laughs> This you can get is straight out of Compton, my untold stories, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, and at my website, I send autographs personally autographed and I actually mailed them too. Wow. And it's okay. called um, DJYellowOvenWA.com. Okay. It's that simple. And we also got a t-shirt. When I do book signings, I have the book and the t-shirt. Okay. So, so it's all there. But the book is my testimony. Yeah. It's my testimony. Man. <laughs> and I want to go to the quote because I think that it it sums up everything that we talked about. And it's so meaningful, not only mm -hmm. as it referenced to your book, but in reference to what we got to stay concentrated on when we want to be a part of this business. And the quote goes to all upcoming artists, make sure you got paperwork and a damn lawyer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or else you're not going to be able to move forward. You're yeah. not going to be able to own your own material. So you ain't going to have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so Somebody else going to have it, but you won't. Yeah. And see, that's what's sad. You got the Gucci purse, but you don't own your own work. So remember <laughs> that, okay? Oh, yeah. And... I just want to say to the audience, thanks so much for tuning in today. We had an amazing time with a giant with the West Coast legend. <laughs> and no, I'm saying that because I can say it. You don't got to <laughs> take it. I'm just saying it. And I want to also say, make sure that you guys subscribe, share, like, and comment to 
all of our videos that we put up. If you guys check us out, y'all know we got OGs, we got young and upcoming artists. We really go the extra mile to teach in this podcast because we're all about growing and we're about this culture for real. And make sure you check out our website, www.rappersinmybackyard and also we're streaming on all platforms so if you don't want to see us make sure you hear us make sure that you listen because there's always something to learn here and i just want to say thank you to our special guest today d Jay Yella, because man, thank you. you. <laughs> now, did anybody well, ever tell you you look like light and sound like her? Yes. Yes, yes. I was gonna say you do. <laughs> and you know what? I'll take that, and I will go move forward in greatness because I respect her. Even you look like the young light. That's what oh, you wow. look like. <laughs> thank you for that. That's even better. I'm rocking over here. <laughs> Look, shout out to the West Coast legacy, all of those people that he mentions in the book, the, the world-class wrecking crew, Dr. Dre, Easy e the legends, you know what I mean? Ice Cube. I mean, you guys together changed the dynamic of hip hop. And like I said, you will forever, all of you guys individually be the pinnacle and the foundation of bringing hip hop to the level that it's been brought to as far as it to the west coast because we oh, killed yeah. them and we still killing them <laughs> you know and um it's all up to you guys out there and letting your legends and letting the people who changed the game know how much you love them while they are here and that's why i wanted to be able to get with dj yella because i want to get his roses right now because i love you man and let's talk express relate and connect next sunday at two y'all know what we do we straight out of compton west coast baby full life Mwah. we love you guys hang with me for a minute yella relationships, entertainment, and music. You heard?